Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live. We'll do it live. Of course, uh, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday. It's May 6, 2020. And it is it's time to talk some wrestling. And, and this is episode 500. So 500. So if you're into uh, milestones or <clears throat> round numbers, this is the episode for you. Uh, 500 episodes. We we did it, ma. Um, if you'd asked me back in 2010 if you'd uh, if we'd uh, made it to 500 episodes, I would have said we won't make it to 50 episodes. Like, what are you what are you, what are you talking about? Let me do one episode and I'll, I'll get back to you. Uh, but yeah, episode 500. So um, thanks for everybody that's been along for the ride uh, for, for however long you've been been along for this ride, whether you've been around for you know, 498 episodes or this is episode three for you, or this is your first time hearing this. Um, welcome to the East Coast cast and, uh, and thank you as well. <clears throat> new, new listener, but for real, for real, thanks to everybody that's uh, continued to support this, this here show, this brand. Uh, and on that note, let me go ahead. I'm Travis Bryant, by the way, if, if you didn't already know, let me go ahead and bring on co-host extraordinaire and a man who's been here for, I, I have to assume, 251 of those five of these 500 episodes. They're somewhere close, if, if not right right uh, in the middle. Somewhere damn close. Cameron Hawkins, welcome to the show. Happy 500. Happy 500 to you especially, man. Um, took... Took a lot of guts, took a lot of patience to make this thing happen, but you did it. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy that uh, some folks find some enjoyment from this thing ten years later. And uh, that's if, you, if you've been around, if you've been around from day one, man, you know, kudos to you that I have not run you away uh, or said something about your. Somebody you love or your deity, <laughs> and went. You know what? I don't have to listen to this guy. Uh, appreciate you. Appreciate y'all for sticking around and hearing me out for for all this time. But yeah, let's uh, let's get to the normal normal order of business here. It's again is the East Coast cast. It's time to talk the week in wrestling. Let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent contact information. If you want to reach out. And talk to us. There are two ways to have your voice heard on this show. Uh, first way is to uh, you can always uh, hit us up and get get on the line. We'll talk to you live on air. Give us a call at 347-202-0103. Once again, call. Get in line. Talk to us live on air at 347-202-0103. If you can't call us live but you still want your voice heard on this on this show and you, you got something to say, you can always drop us a voicemail. Voicemails are three minutes long. You can uh, 
say what you want, ask whatever question, pose whatever comment, yell about whatever you got to yell about. That's the place for you to do it. Hit the voicemail line up at 415-787-5229. Once again, that's 415-787-5229. You can always drop us an email. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Find us on the email at eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com, eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to indicate whether you're, whether you're a VIP or non-VIP so I know which segment of the show to read your email. Again, eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. You can find the show at eastcoastcast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord, and you can find Cam at Seahawk. And that's C E E Hawk. And the last bastion of Get At It, find us on Facebook. The Facebook fan, fan page can be found at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. Uh, check us out there. Uh, search East Coast Cast or PWTorch, and you'll see us among the uh, the Torch fan pages, give us a like, share us on your timeline, tag your wrestling buddies in it, spread the word that way. Y'all know how it works. So, on with uh, this week's this week's uh, stories and news items. What's uh, <coughs> what's happening in the in the wrestling world worth talking about at the top? Yeah, I have a cough like as, as soon as I get on, right? Um. So, yeah, Money in the Bank is Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Travis, we talked about we talked about the Boneyard match. We talked about the Firefly Funhouse match. And we questioned, like, would things like this become a staple? And I think that we kind of unfairly were like, yeah, it'll pull it out maybe twice, three times a year. But I do think that at one point I was like, when they do get something that works, they don't know how to take their foot off the gas. Like, there's no yeah. halfway. Yeah. Um, so now we have a situation where both money in the bank matches are taking place from the bottom floor of WWE headquarters to a, an actual, like, ladder match on the roof, and they're taking place at the same time. Simultaneously. Which was something I learned on SmackDown this past Friday. I, I did Wade's show, um, so I, I had to I had to watch SmackDown, and it was a lot of firsts or a lot of oh right that guy. Um, and we're getting a bit of an echo cam. I, I don't know if it's anything you can. Uh, <clears throat> where I live. Oh, maybe that'll well, help. But yeah. You can move real quick. There's a reason like, I can't do, yeah, go 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 sit in the closet. No, there's a reason I no, can't no, do, no, like, the like car in here. Oh, I can just, just get a different house? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, go for it. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll, yeah, I'll make it work. Yeah, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure what I was saying, but, yeah, please. Pick up wherever I, I was. Um, I is this is this better, by the way? 
Yeah, you're you're good. Yeah, but the simultaneous. I was talking about the Wade show and and, and having and watching SmackDown. Um, I thought I heard wrong when I first heard. Uh, you know, simultaneous. I thought somebody spoke, misspoke. But the more I thought about it, because my first one of my first um, first thoughts was you can't do it twice. Thoughts and complaints was. Yeah, you're going to have the women go first, and then the men have to, you know, salvage through the things they didn't break or vice versa. That's going to be weird. How are you going to get around that? Well, well, we can have it at the same time. And then it's like, Uh what? So, yeah, are we talking two ladders? Are we talking, uh, you know, two rings like WCW and War Games? Well, it's on the roof. Yeah, I guess on the roof big enough for two rings. So I, yeah, yeah, or just yeah, one briefcase is obviously marked. You know, women. I, I don't know, but but that, I, I I assume that's probably the easy part. But just booking this thing and coming up with, I, man, they're gonna they're. They are going to get or have already gotten so creative. And and I don't even mean that as an assumption, some kind of good assumption. Like that's, a, that's automatically like a good thing. Like, yeah. They're going to, and I think we said this before when we when it first came out two, three weeks ago, that it was going to be a, a match in the building and on the, from the bottom to the top. It's going to be so many moving parts. So many moving parts. I'm I'm worried. I'm yeah. I'm not even worried about the guys and girls' health. I and you know that you. I am sure normally that I normally am in any kind of wrestling environment. But this is going to be a fucking chaos machine. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Do you do you do you try to I just got to watch it. I do have a lot of questions, and they're not going to get answered until until I sit and watch the damn show and see how it plays out and see how they book it and see how the wrestlers execute. But it's super intriguing, thinking how they can have – do they have the, one, the west wing of the – you know, women get the north wing of the building and the men get the, the south wing? Does everybody start in the main lobby? What happens if they interact physically? You know, yeah. What Nickelodeon show is this to you? Like, I don't know if it's Nick Arcade. I don't know if it's Legends of the Hidden Temple. Like, I mean, it might be. It might be. It might be Double Dare. Yeah, it might be Double Dare. Could be. Could be the Running Man. You know, like it's Travis. I don't know if they have me. Like, like in all honesty, like. There's no way I'm watching this over the last dance. Like I can't see that happening, but I'm super curious. Like I really no, it's on at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Um ooh, I mean, it's a they should have they should be running this show Saturday afternoon. They really or Saturday evening. But they really should. Damn. Well, well, that's a whole Yeah. WWE culture. Yeah, but yeah, um, um, is, there, is there anything else on that show 
that's worth besides my, the, the money in the bank itself. That's worth. Uh, I mean, you're getting Braun and Bray, and you're getting Drew and Seth. Um, like I feel like they're gonna go shenanigans with Braun and Bray. Um, and Drew and Seth's gonna be good, but they, they're just. I don't feel like we didn't even shit on title matches at WrestleMania, but like a title defense at you know in front of nobody, like there's just no steam behind it. Like this Seth thing, even though I think he is falling into that character, it doesn't work without an audience. Like I just can't get into it. Um, I think that match is going to be good, but it just doesn't mean anything right now. You know, like nobody's getting crowned and nobody's getting ordained or like it's just yeah like there's there's a fatal four-way tag title match that has the forgotten son in it like I what to me and Bailey like I yeah uh, and and I I was like FaceTiming with with Martin with Marty and he's like trying to tell me about these guys he's like yeah I don't know who they are it ended up being some NXT guys that he just didn't know who they were. And I was like, oh, right. It's about whoever's close and whoever's willing to, not willing, but whoever's going to come in to work. You know, like, they, they, <laughs> every, most people don't live in Florida. Not most, but there's a good amount of people that don't live in Florida. A lot of them do. And this is the time to that they have to lean on folks that are unknown. I mean, the forgotten sons. Like, why are they uh, on TV and getting a push and now on pay-per-view? Well, you know why. Yeah. They live around around the corner from from Full Sail or from the Performance Center. uh, Yeah, who we got? Who are going to be there? Was that a Real question, I couldn't tell. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, when they yeah, start yeah, to yeah. look at who they can use for stuff, like, you know, who we got? And the boy's sitting right there in, in the dorm. That's why I can't be too mad. I'm like, all right, that's, that's fine. I, I get why. Uh... Like, that's probably also right. a theory deal, too. Like, you know, this is, this is where I live. Um, I'm a good hand. Um, so yeah, put me in, coach. And yeah, you know, it, I wonder, it, it, Travis, it and I mean this sincerely. Like, I wonder if him being so young, if the idea that, like, this thing, you know, I, I think, how do I want to say it? There's, there's like one college football player that passed away early they believe due to COVID-19, you know? Um, And you've seen these athletes in their early to mid-20s and even 30s, like, get it and recover, you know what I mean? Because they have, you know, there's a nutrition factor, there's a respiratory factor. Like, there's stuff, right? So you wonder if, you know, an Austin Theory call-up, if part of that is, hey, we got this talented kid who's younger than everybody else in great shape. Maybe he's a less of a risk. And it's not to shit on him. You know, like I just coming up with reasons why things look the way that they look is all. 
Yeah, and simply big names have, a lot of them have the leverage and the wherewithal to go, I'm not, we're going to, nope. And some will, stuff is there and, you know, whatever, but some are for for different reasons. Roman Reigns isn't there for a different reason than somebody else he's not being. Yeah. Um, But they're not there. And yeah, they they have to rely on who they can, who they can, uh, who they can count on, on showing up and who they can leverage into showing up. And this is who they got, and this is who we got, you know, to, to deal with. That's that's why these should be some of the, you know, tightest, you know, kind of well-produced shows that, that you get as far as the pay-per-view. You know, with Money in the Bank ain't going to be four hours. It better not be. They, they did something different with WrestleMania, breaking it up over two days, but... You know, that's you had a lot of things still set up already leading into WrestleMania before everything hit. Now it's a pay per view that's been booked entirely with the understanding that that uh, you know we're on lockdown, and certain businesses aren't open, and all that shit. So yeah, you, you got what you got. It's really it's it's really no more to uh, to that. You talked about, you mentioned Tamina and Bailey. Again, somebody who's willing to work, who is some of a, some, uh, somewhat of a name. Tamina is a bigger name than Austin Theory. She's a bigger name than the guys whose names I don't know in the fucking Forgotten Sons. So, Wesley, Sheldon, Blake. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know the other guys. I couldn't say all. Oh, that's right. That's where the uh, the Murphy yeah. yeah. Isn't oh Shane Thorne was one of the guys Marty said. Wasn't that one of the TM sixty one? Isn't that the one the t- one of the TM sixty one guys that was left over that they kept? Yep. He's now on on Raw. Yep. Wow. I feel like the guy has a different look, like every. Every other time I see him, and I think he's good, but yeah, he's just—he's a guy. Mm. All right. Um, okay, so yeah, so that's Money in the Bank. We've got the main show. We've got a few. Is there a is is who's the women's champ? Is Becky Lynch defending at Money in the Bank? No, Becky Lynch is not defending at Money in the Bank. Okay. Has she been a Becky part of it? Okay. Uh, yeah, Becky. Becky been chilling. Becky was on Becky was on billions uh, over the weekend, and apparently it did good numbers. I don't watch billions. I have friends who watch billions. Um, yeah. Yeah. Were there any reviews for her performance specifically? Oh uh, no, not that I saw. Mm-hmm. I think that's a success. Yeah, <laughs> if you're not getting clowned, if you're not an actor and you're doing something and you're, and you're to come out of it not getting clowned, people just go, "Oh yeah, that happened." It's, uh, Seems to be about what it was. What are the chan- What are the chances she has to be a, a a breakout star outside of WWE? Can she five years from now be in a number one movie or something close to 
<clears throat> close to it? Um, yeah, probably as like you know, second bad guy. Like, you know, I always like my barometer is not The Rock. It's always Steve Austin and The Condemned, or not The Condemned, but in Expendables. Expendables. You know what I mean? Like the heavy for the actual bad guy. You know, I think you can do something along those lines, and and of course we know, ain't no shame in that. You mess around and get, uh, you know, one movie will be get your yearly WWE downside. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so good on her. But yeah, I do think she has like a real charisma about her. I think she has a confidence about her. A lot of people don't like. We we don't talk about how bad Ronda Rousey is in movies. <laughs> you know, like because it's so be, well accepted because she's so bad. Yeah, 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 and and so like and such so good at what her real job is that her being there is enough for people. Like I'll never forget our man, uh, our man AJ Subia saying that she'd be a great Captain Marvel, and I was like, you, you know that requires acting, right? Like you can't just <laughs> can't people. Look the part. Like, people don't like uh, what's her face. As in, and she's a real actor. She has yeah, a body of work, and they still say. <laughs> She's trash as an actor, yeah. <laughs> or at least as Captain Marvel as an actor. Yeah, she wouldn't have a shot. Um, Remember, we legit thought Triple H had a chance to be Thor. Like, what a fucking joke! Like, I could only be yeah. twenty-five and thinking, "Oh, yeah, Triple H be Thor. That's a good idea." What a idiot that was, or anybody else. We should, <laughs> we should beat ourselves up. <laughs> we should go fight ourselves. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I think I think Becky Lynch is you have to remember how old she is. Like she's not long for WWE, I don't think. Like I don't think she's gonna be around in five years. She's just burning way too hot for way too long. And she's getting too much crossover you know, uh, uh attention and it's working. Like when it, all the stuff she does that I see the non WWE, it seems to work. And the billions that she said was like okay, if, at least if it was okay, then that worked. And you can't tell me she, excuse me, doesn't have uh, you know friends and connections and stuff. I, I think it's just an it's inevitable. Just knowing the personality, like yeah, I don't think you can. I think people are going to want her on their screen doing something. She's just too good of a of a of a performer to. Yeah. Yeah, like, but like you said, can <laughs> the Rock isn't the barometer. It's uh, John Cena isn't the barometer. I mean, shit, Steve Austin isn't even the barometer because she's a woman, and it will be different. Like. And, yeah, I, I wonder if Austin, like, and, you know, Austin has probably more money than he'll ever be able to spend, but I, I wonder if Austin is like, man, I should have got out uh, WrestleMania, after WrestleMania 17. You know, like, I don't even know if there were, like, rolls on the table for him that were big, but, yeah. We like, know about the one... That they held from him, that he was pissed about, that he never 
I don't know if it's ever been specifically like, oh, this role or this character or in this movie, but it was a, a serious mainstream role that at the top of it, you know, like 97, you know, like before main, maybe, yeah, I think before Mania 14. So like that, he's still on his upper, upper trajectory. Um, and he and he got a role, or or he got an op an, uh, an opportunity, an, uh, an offer at something, and WWE in the front front office never told him about it. So it's not like today where they could just DM you or whatever. They just yeah, they don't you. have to go through a channel. Yeah. yeah. And he found out, you know, six months later, like and he was and he was pretty livid, which was understandable. So imagine if that – say he gets some kind of big role in 97, 98. Say it's in conjunction. Just uh, just make the perfect scenario. It's in conjunction with, you know, WrestleMania 14, and he's able to he's work in this killer schedule. He's able to make it work. And, and he hits, and he hits differently, and he's not on fucking Nash Bridges or whatever bullshit they had him on in, you know, 99. Or, but he's in something dope. Early, like where does where you know is he setting the tone? Is he paving the way for the Rock for three four years later? Yeah, I wonder if he thinks. Yeah. I'm sure he does. But also, I mean, also, also, I have to. I can't. He he stone cold Steve Austin. He has all types of contacts. He's had his own. He's had two different TV shows. Right. If the talent was there, somebody wanted to put him in some shit, if they thought it would work, they would have done it. Like, I bet, and it's weird because he's also very successful, but let's just say that, uh, and, and I want to use, I want to make sure when I say the word, I don't mean it maliciously, but let's mm-hmm. just say that Rock wishes or that Austin wishes he had Rock's career, right? I, I bet, you know, I bet a significant amount of money that Jericho wishes he had Austin as far as movies and media. Do you think Jericho would turn in nearly three decades of healthy Super success, successful to super successful professional wrestling success to Austin's, you know, burned hot, white hot like he did, but decent, okay, like outside WWE success. Yeah. I, I think there's an argument to make. I, I, I think yeah. there's, I think you saying that isn't absurd, but I'm not going willing to be like, oh yeah, for sure. I think like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's pretty accomplished in his own right in the in his chosen profession, like in the one. Yeah, I, that, I think that if Jericho, like like again, who is very successful, like I think that if he could have had an Austin Nash Bridges run, if he could have had Expendables, and he could have had five straight streaming movies, I think he would trade that in. Yeah. Right. 
I don't see residual checks and yeah. that kind of thing. That's not, you know, that's not visual. I can just, yeah. So, so it could be simply monetary and less. I mean, Austin was forced to take less bumps because he took <laughs> one really bad one. intangibles. I mean, Jericho's, you know, you'd ask him as a, as a man, as a, as a guy who's traveled the world for three decades, would he want to start changing that, you know, sentimental value to, the, to, to things you actually went through. I wonder if, like, like one of the biggest, like one of my biggest regrets is like, fuck, if I would just went to Penn State and not Norfolk State, like, yeah, so then it's like, well, I wouldn't know Frank, and I wouldn't know Javon, and Michelle, uh, and all those, you know, the people I met. Then it's like, what I've sacrificed, like those friendships and those connections for, uh, for something unknown. Yeah. So, all right, let's uh, let's talk with some people. Three four seven two zero two zero one zero three is the number to call in and talk to us live. So go to New- Kylan, what is on your mind? Not much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing this week? Mine. All right. Yeah. Hanging in there. Happy 500th show, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Overall, I wonder where we're at. Because we've been, you know, a bunch of VIP ships specifically towards them. Probably like 750. So, uh, um, not episode, but thank you. To, to fill in the uh, mysterious role that Cam mentioned a couple of seconds ago, which I'm not sure if either one of you guys happened to remember this, but so cold. Two episodes of Nash Bridges that he did that he did in October of 1999 did so well that the controversial former CBS president Leslie Moonves called WWE and attempted to offer Stone Cold his own spin-off series. But Vince flat out never told him that Les Moonves wanted to offer him the spin-off because he was desperate to keep him. Okay, CBS so we're in 1999, so he had already been at the Heights. I, I think that's a little less believable because Les Moonves should have had, or he was determined to get around Vince, who I don't think he was a particular fan of. He would have been able to get to, to Steve goddamn Williams, the man, to ask him would you like to do this and not determine? Well, if it's 97, 
And, you know, Austin hasn't reached that height of blah, blah, blah. Um, maybe people are going through management. But it's 99, you're already, or, or maybe 2000 by this point, because if the episode aired in October of 99, and, or, or it's the end of 99 and they're considering this, there's no way to get to Steve Austin except for Vince fucking McMahon. I mean, 99 is still WrestleMania 15, though. That's that's well, I I I get it, but he's like he has his own. He's just a more of a star. He's reachable for less fucking movies. (laughs) You know. I wouldn't be saying this if Stone Cold didn't write it in his Mm -hmm. in his book. Okay. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. When I said less believable, I didn't mean yeah. My bad if that's how it came off. But it's just, I don't understand how they weren't able to get to Austin so he could make that decision for himself. That's why I just assumed it was 99, and I damn sure didn't think it was a spinoff. You know, but you I know what? I bet, I bet Austin had to book the guest role through Vince McMahon, though. And so, yeah, you know, Vince that's, is probably the executive producer of those episodes. Mm-hmm. That's uh, pimping, pimping, pimping. Yeah, maybe it isn't just as easy as hit my fucking pager. <laughs> you know, like it's ninety nine. Yeah, call me on the sky tail, something, shit. Uh, yeah, maybe it's like being I don't know, different, restricted, unrestricted. But how the team gets first refusal, or uh-huh. or, or gets to meet the offer, they get to hear it and go, okay, we can we can meet that. Maybe he just had all the everything was in his in his in his favor. So that sucks. Because imagine CBS, like you said, in ninety nine in two thousand. So you're doing money. There's a potential of like twenty million people watching a Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. show. And on, and only half of them being wrestling fans, like because it's yep. CBS and they reached you know so many. Although CBS in two in ninety nine and two thousand hadn't made hadn't this made before CSR and before big or before uh, two and a half men, so they were still kind of the old. They were Jag and Nash Bridges. They were like the old people network, mm-hmm. and this could have been the start of. Fuck that. See, can you imagine Berlanti? Like, listen, Steve, oh, I got some ideas. I got an idea yeah, right? for a funny comedy. I, Stone Cold on a Steve Berlanti produced show, I'm all in. I'm all in. Fuck KP. I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, so what else you got for us, Kyle? Anything else? Um... I, I actually have to ask you a, a special favor, but no. I, I think I think I think you'll like this because okay. be, be, being that being that you you live where you live, you pro, you probably have neighbors that that don't understand why I'm asking you to do. Oh, you talking about the song? 
I was trying to be nice and be like, mm, yeah, maybe I'll play that, sure. Okay, you can tell folks what the song is, but I didn't set anything up to play. The, the song that I'm about to ask Travis to play is a parody of the pop song Leave Dead Out by the artist Dojo, which is encouraging people to stay inside during this pandemic. Okay, well, again, I don't have it set up to, to, to play, and I'm not going to play it over the thing. So tell them what it, who, who sings it and what's it called so they can find it. Uh, the, the name of it is called Still Saying by Jojo. Well, wait, what's the parody? Who, who does the parody? I the original song was called Leave That Out. Okay. I got you. And the original is about the, the end of like a teenage relationship. So yeah. This is I mean, Jojo, so I mean, that, that tracks. <laughs> so, all right. And, and she, she does an acapella version from her house. Five five hundred episodes, and since <laughs> five hundred episodes become a a, a uh, request request line. <laughs> Did you play back that ass up while you were out, please? <laughs> For the 99 to the 2000s. <laughs> um, but thanks, Kyle. Appreciate you, as always. Uh, 804, I see you on the line, but you don't have your hand up. Same with you. I assume that's that's Craig. I don't want to bogart anybody onto the show. Um, so let us know by pressing 1 on your, on your keypad, please. Um, AEW, how much have you kept up with, uh, with our, our good friends on the Turner Network? Okay. I actually watched some of, um, watched some last week. They were having the semifinals of the, uh, of the TNT title tournament. Uh, I saw Cody and Darby Allen in a really good match. I didn't like the finish of that. Um, but they, yeah, just the way that they are putting together, like, the visuals of the arenas how there aren't fans, but there are fans. It's like, you know, the heels and faces on one side. Like, the presentation for what it is is actually pretty good. I think the um, the finals of that are going to be at their supposed, like, at their proposed pay-per-view. Um, yeah, AEW's been, they've been chugging along decently. They really have. I think this week they have, uh, like, Moxley and Kazarian. Um, so I think that should be good. Like, seeing them get in there with a guy who can do the good wrestling um, should be fun to watch, so... Yeah, let me, let me talk it along. Well, that's good to hear because uh, there's, I mean, you heard about their first few empty, empty, uh, empty arena shows. Are they, 
where are they doing their shows from? Are they doing them from one place all the time? It looks like it's one place, but I have no idea where said place actually is. Where it is now. Okay. Yeah, because after the first few that they had, it was like, oh, wow, they know how to do an empty arena show. Like, they, uh-huh. <clears throat> people were, like, pretty stoked that they that they got it right. So I'm not surprised that, you know, six, eight weeks later, they've, you know, they're still uh, still doing good work. Has yeah, cool. um, now, now I remember when the schedule for for Fozzie came out and how there were no Wednesday concerts, so we all assumed that he was still going to be doing AEW stuff. So obviously, there's no Fozzie tour. Uh, has has Jericho been a part of of the show? He was on commentary last week, and it was super fun to listen to. <laughs> like you know, playing the. Doing his, his best Keenan impression, um, being just aggravating as hell, but it was good. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that they that they mix up. Though they put a they put pretty yeah, pretty well in that spot. One, uh, yeah, commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to give another good to hear their uh, you know mixing it up and. Staying relevant, have you kept up with the any of the any of the ratings? I know in no, the, in the since since everything's been the way it has been the last the last little bit, it's reversed. Like NXT gets the better numbers, if if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, I think NXT's the better numbers, but it's funny. Somebody said, "How wild is it that NXT's target demographic is?" Uh, or NXT's best demographic is 56 years old, and there's Mauro throwing them uh, Fortnite references every 10 minutes. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a. Does that mean there's a disconnect? Like Mauro thinks the crowd's young, and the yeah. Or is it that 56 year olds still get the references? Because you know, I'll be 40 in a few weeks, and I get obviously I get get the reference. Or references most of them, most of the pop culture things that Morrow and, and specifically Morrow, but you know other folks say. Yeah. yeah, the day wrestling passes me, as far as like, oof, like being ahead of the curve. I'm like, ooh, man. I guess that's when I can consider myself officially washed. Like I'm washed, like you know, for all intents and purposes, but. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> Thanks a bunch. Uh, okay, so what's happening with the last chance money in the bank gauntlet stuff? So, so, so the storyline with Apollo Cruz is that he's hurt, so he should not be at Money in the Bank. Correct. Yeah, that is All the storyline. Right. And. And is this the was that a good faith in quotes push, or it or was that be. just a means to to make get, making money in the bank, giving it some intrigue or or, or here whatever? I mean, 
I don't think he's getting like the live level push, but for them to choose him to kind of be the guy in that role, I found super interesting um, because they haven't really used him like that, and he's been, you know, defined down for a long time. Like in the stuff with Sheamus and uh, and Gable, but yeah, he's they seem to like really use him in, in a good spot. I wonder, like you always wonder when you bring somebody else in, like is that MVP saying, hey, this guy has a thing? I wonder if MVP can go in there and say, this guy has the thing that you saw in me. We just need to use it like this. Like that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hard to oh. hard to say exactly. And the, are you surprised that Daniel Bryan is on TV as much as he is? Yes, hundred percent. I, I okay. don't get it. Okay. It's, yeah. All right. Yeah. I. I yeah. If it's like if anybody it would have been like, yeah, fuck this, and been someone yeah. like Brian with a brand new kid with another one on the way. Yeah. That whole. Okay. Glad it ain't yeah, just maybe. For sure. What do you What do you think so far about about Liv Morgan's push? Obviously, I haven't seen a ton of it. I see, you know, I, I hear about it. I see, I see clips when something interesting happens. I think she, personality-wise, is talented as a mm-hmm. wrestler, less so as this character that they seem to be giving her. Even like, I'm not necessarily a fan, but again, it's I've only seen it really peripherally. Um. But at least somebody with some talent that I that I like somewhat is uh, and and people like Liv. I mean, it's uh, people like Liv is probably the biggest takeaway that I have. Like, yeah, yeah, people people like Liv, um, and so so good on her. Like, again, it's not like you never want to come off as a hater. Like, it's not whatever they're doing with her isn't particularly interesting to me. Like, I'm not, I don't know. But I, I do think, like, her new finish is kind of cool. She does, like, a like a mid, like a middle rope springboard flatliner. It looks pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, like, just into, like, everything that she does. But, I mean, clearly there's there's something there. Like, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with being the minority in, like, a conversation, especially one that, like, I don't feel the other way about, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like she's bad. I just, you know, like it's, this is fine. Yeah. I, 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 there's some, I'm immediately kind of automatically going to look at her and be like, she's small. She shouldn't, she shouldn't be, uh, if all things are equal, her and Ruby Riot, like it shouldn't be much of a fight. You know, it's like, well, who out of this pair can, like, kick some ass? Just visually and, like, how the, what their personalities are. And Liv Morgan isn't winning that few. Like, at, at the yeah. end, of, she might get in a few good babyface, clever, you know, things or whatever. But in the end, like, she's just a small, rambunctious woman who, you know, sort of can fight, but 
when she runs up against somebody that's bigger, <laughs> well, that sort of can fight. That's just not. But again, personality-wise, like I, I, I like Liz Morgan. I, I think uh, as someone's as someone's uh, mouthpiece, she'd be she'd be fine as a woman. As, if she was a manager or a valet for a woman, that'd be great. Like a woman wrestler, that'd be yeah, pretty cool. Like I don't, I don't yeah. Like it doesn't always have to be if you got a woman. Well, let's get Robbie E and put her, put him with her because that's just how manager valets work. It's oh no, that men, men manage men all the time. But, yeah, women don't tend to manage women. Yeah, and I've been, you know, I've been, page in that role when you have like an injury, but like yeah. yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's it. Hey, guess what? Uh, the Kabuki Warriors really didn't need a manager. They're just really good, and Oscar in particular. Like, <laughs> just really good. Did you see the super cut of her dancing to the, everybody's interest music while she's, like, yeah. in the ring? Well, <laughs> like, she's fun. She's really fun. I have a knee-jerk instinct, a reaction to be like, come on, after you're healed, you should be looking at these videos that are clearly made, make me smile. And <laughs> you like, you know, she's like, oh, that's quirky Oscar. She's so fun. But she's just so good and into what she does. And don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. Like, she knows she all care. the lyrics. She's, like, sitting there mouthing all the words to I'm not like most girls. Like, the the... The you know I'm not like most girls, and then you yeah. go my, 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 my. no, she knows what my, 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 my. she knows all the words to that. <laughs> she fills it in. And yeah, she's she's hilarious and just good at what she does. Um, and no, the Kabuki fucking warriors did not need a manager. They certainly didn't need a manager that <laughs> absolutely did not fit the, their gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> Paige and. Yeah. You think there's um? Mm. Do you think there's a chance that uh, Bray beats uh, Bray beats Braun? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a stronger chance that he does than he doesn't. I think there's a there's a sixty percent chance that he that Bray comes out of this. Champion, and we, we uh, get back to wherever we were going. Yes, and just can, just the situation, like okay, we have we're at a time where creativity is at the the forefront and most value. So let's not have like the six nine grunting monster as like the main attraction on this show. Let's have the guy who's versatile and can carry a damn 15-minute segment if you follow them to. I think it's as simple as that. If things are normal, they might continue with Braun. If crowds are showing up and then they can have other stuff around uh, the SmackDown main event, not just Bray Wyatt, or I'm sorry, not just Braun Strowman every, every week or every month on pay-per-view. Keep them as champion because you don't want to until you find someone or a situation where you can take 
the title off of them. But now, you got to think about getting people to, to, to watch your show and to be able to do stuff with your talent. And if all he can do, I saw him on SmackDown. He showed up, he stood in the ring, and he growled into the hard camera, and that was it. And it wasn't yep. until Bray Wyatt showed up on screen who didn't do like this. It wasn't great. It's just kind of standard funhouse bullshit, you know, him, him saying his line. But it wasn't until Bray Wyatt showed up to the thing got interesting. Like, oh, okay, there's some life to this thing. That's just Braun Strowman in the middle of the ring growling at the hard camera. So, yeah, yeah. I've talked myself into maybe even more than 60% chance. Might be, you know, you know, eighty percent chance Bray walks out of there with the with the title. It's just a matter of how, and that's that might be the easy part. Yeah. So. Um, All right. Um, I see a bunch of people on the damn line, but nobody has their hand up. And it's kind of pissing me off. 219, Craig, 804, and, you know, you, 845, you son of a bitch. Um, but, yeah, so until until one of them raises their hand, uh, what else is happening in the world? Uh, not even, not even, not even just wrestling-wise. We got murder hornets on the on the horizon, and it's and it's fun, fun in a morbid way, of seeing people like get put onto something that I you know was into like 15 years ago because I don't do anything except watch goddamn Nat Geo for like a decade of my life, <laughs> you know. Um, but yes, there's the the video has resurfaced of. Of uh, there's two versions. There's the the, the the hornets where the one scout, because they send a scout out, the scout fits, finds a hive, and it has to confirm it's just not like some empty hive. So it has to go in and check and make sure it's all good. And they and there's one video around that shows the bees. They have one chance, honeybees. They have one chance. They get the scout while he's in the hive. And they swarm him, literally all, like, just swarm his body. And they all flap their wings, and they raise their temperature. They raise their body temperatures a degree, and which makes the wasp body temperature go up a degree. But he can't handle it, certainly not from 600 bees, you know, doing it. And he dies, and he don't get to drop his pen and, and get the rest of his squad. But there's another video where they do, where he comes back, 30 deep, and it don't matter that it's 600 bees because 30 tanks will take out your 600 unarmed rifle, you know, infantrymen or infantrymen, uh, and that's just what it was. It's just slicing off bee heads and wings like it ain't shit. It's like, it's like, no, that's a terrible imagery, and yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's bad. Um, but yes, that's uh, it's been been a thing for a long time, and now they're now they're here. Now they've immigrated. Where's the wall to stop them from 
stop the murder hornets <laughs> from coming to America. And the memes have been fire. They show uh, bees headed to their beehive hoarding toilet paper. Um, I saw one that said, I got stung by a murder hornet in January, so I think I'm immune to murder hornets now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, it's just another thing in 2020 to have to worry about. And, uh, and I'm sick of it. Yeah, I'm a little tired. It's like, oh, yeah, everybody can go back to work. <laughs> Unleash the murder hornet. Yeah, man. And again, it's not a, you know, the internet makes it a, a bigger deal than it is, and they're in one or two places. But I thought, I knew the killer bees were coming to get us in like 93. Now. I knew. Well, remember, they tried to scare us with the term Africanized bees. Like, I knew oh, those African, you know, savage spear chucking bees. Those are the ones you want to spear chucking bees. <laughs> Yeah, now we got goddamn Japanese murder hornets. Maybe that's just America. Don't it's just too soft. Like we don't. Do we have? Do we not have like uh, our own? I guess we export enough death and carnage throughout the world. <laughs> we don't need like yeah, American a, people are what. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Can you imagine, everybody imagine the? Yeah. Oh yeah, the American, American butterfly. Twice a decade migrates all, you know, to Europe and Africa and all over the world and just wreaks havoc on, havoc on crops and shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's the last thing we need. But then we propagandize it and call it, and they call it the Spanish flu. You know, yeah, call it something else. Um, all right, so even more people, again, are, are online, on hold. So hit one, again, I want to explain. Press one if you want to get on air and, and talk to us. I don't appreciate the line, the, the the queue filling up, but nobody's putting. Oh, Craig, he's probably yelling at me right now. Craig, what's happening? What up? Hey, I felt bad for just hanging on the line and listening, but you guys are doing such a good job with the show. Hi, Craig. He felt bad. You know what? I thought you were dying yeah. on there. Uh, happy 500 guys. And, um, hey, I, I really don't have, I don't have much to, uh, add to the conversation except, yeah. uh, Mur- murder hornets is an awesome name. Like it's just, it's just like the best name for, um, if you like a speed metal band or something it's, like it's that. It's scary as hell. Yeah. Huh? If you're like a speed metal band or a hardcore, you know, rap act. Yeah. The Murder Hornet. Well, it's just, yeah. I called uh, Greg and uh, Frank the other day and talked, asked them what tag team they would make for the Murder Hornets, and it was kind of fun conversation. But uh, <laughs> I just think that the actual name, the Murder Hornets, is like, it, it's scary as fuck, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's fun to think, you know, play around with, and it and that's what's gotten everything so uh, riled up on the internet. Which I mean, for for people who are looking for something to do, it's kind of fun to, to mess with. 
What are you What are you watching, Craig? What are you streaming this week? Uh, not not much. I mean, I I haven't watched much TV for the last month. Um, oh. I'm I'm. So the trying to, from I'm really watching. Yeah, I I'm listening to a lot of podcasts, but I'm so far behind. Oh, I'm right there, a lot of. I'm just deleting a whole bunch of stuff that I usually used to listen to at work. And I'm just listening to that, and, and I'll put on, like, a show, you know. Um, the CW shows came back um, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Which one? So I'm back. Like, the superhero shows? Uh, all, all Legends, Flash, uh, Supergirl. Oh, wow. So I'm kind of trying to space that stuff out because I don't know how much longer... Um, I mean, I you're do gonna have like know how much long first run TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yo, gonna run out of shows. Yo, CBS and ABC soaps only have like eight weeks in the can. Meanwhile, Days of Our Lives has like a hundred weeks. In- I'm exaggerating. They knew I'm not by a lot. They they've always been, you know. Uh, one of my first message board experiences was, besides the torch, was uh, was the soap soap boards that I used to frequent, and they were always, you know, weeks, weeks in ahead. Because anytime uh, there was a writing ahead of writer change, they would be like, oh, okay, this doesn't go in effect for another three months because they got, you know, seventy episodes in the can. Um, so yes, uh, NBC, at least in daytime, won't, you know. Expect uh, expect a lot of a lot of fluff in the next you know, few weeks on CBS daytime uh, if, if they if they don't get back to normal schedule. But have you guys heard of the? Uh, <clears throat> well, you, you probably haven't heard the um, the interview, but uh, Dan Levitard um, interviewed Stephen A. Smith on his podcast thing and. It, and he talked about how, like, the highlight of his life was going on General Hospital. Yeah. And he told wait, 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 wait. about why. Which one? Had... Levitar or Stephen A. Smith? Because Stephen I'm not Smith. sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith has a recurring role on General Hospital. Wasn't he, like, a fixer? And he he like wants to be a, P, a P.I. or something like that? I can't remember exactly <laughs> what it is because he, he kept talking about, and I've never Wow. But I've seen like the like, ideas he had. And it's he like he him, wants like, to be like a big yeah. I can see him wanting to be wanting to wanting liking that and, and being enamored with being on set and, and learning role or learning lines and that kind of stuff. Personality wise, like, oh yeah, sure. Well he was he one of the best parts about it was he said that um, the cast, like he went on the the thing with the cast, cast like trying to test it, like because they were like, oh, this is just a cameo guy, you don't know anything about soaps, and so he they like started to kind of quiz him, and he just like rapid fire started answering all these questions about General Hospital from the eighties and stuff like that. It was it was really funny here. Was, oh, so he's a just, fan of, of GH specifically as well. Well, that helps. 
Yeah. I wonder if he knows about I other but that's cool. He can get booked on the show that was like your shit growing up or like you have a a certain uh you know, place in your heart for. Mm-hmm. So, and, all uh, right, well, I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna get off I'm gonna get off here, but uh I'll ask you ask you guys I've been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Uh the the money in the bank. You got the matches going on at the same time. What are the chances that a woman wins the men's money in the bank and the women's money in the bank? Like two different women win both positions. Um, uh, I'll hang up and uh, listen yeah. to that. Thanks. Thanks, Craig. I don't know. I, I think that's the chances would be pretty low. I don't. Yeah, I don't see them doing anything like that. Yeah, I would. I yeah, I find I'd be hard pressed to, to to come up with a why that's even a good idea or why you know. Like yeah, just thinking of the women in that extra. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Just thinking of the women that are in that match, like. Mm. Two of them, yeah. You want to get over? It's like yeah. one of them is going to hold the men to what end? She wins the men the men's contract to what end? So she's going to cash in on Bray or or or, or Strowman or uh, or Seth? Wait, I don't even know who the damn champion on Raw is. I think it's Seth. Is it Seth? I don't know. Whatever. So. Mm, so no, I, I think the odds were up there below ten percent. But uh I I it's fun to think about, I guess, somewhat. Yeah, I think I think that you go with a man and a woman, um to to maximize the amount of stories that you can tell right now. What do you do with the uh, the time, like you assume they're gonna all the 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 men and the women are gonna reach the roof relatively at the same time. You might have some stragglers like in the in the stairwell still fighting and stuff. But there's gonna be most likely women fighting for their title at the same time. Men are on the, in their ring or up on their part of the roof trying to get theirs. If one how how long do you have? How long do you wait between wins? Say a woman grabs yeah. the briefcase on hers. Do you wait thirty seconds? Do you wait three minutes? Do you do ten more minutes of you know so they have more of like their own? I think the best case scenario, or even I'm not even sure if that's the right way right, way to frame it, but I think you have one. One group win or their, that match end, and then you have five to twelve minutes of the other group getting to have their own focus and finish. However you work, mm-hmm. men, men win first, men win last. I, that's, that's, I don't care, but I don't think you have the women. Somebody go up win win the women's briefcase. And then 42 seconds later, somebody's winning the men's one. 
I don't see WWE booking 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 like that, or even worse at the same time, just because that would be so corny. I could see them doing that, but it would be just trash. I, I, I hope they just please don't. <laughs> so just, something, don't. Yeah, just something like that's just so like the odds are of of yeah. <laughs> I don't even like when tag teams have like remember the. Uh, DIY revival finish when they both put him in the in the move in the like cross face type move at the same time uh-huh. and then Dash and Dawson are like holding hands and then they tap like it's funny but like <laughs> it's so unreal and like not how a, a fight would would end and just so like way too perfect and just makes you go oh right because I'm watching a show not a Um, yeah oh that's a perfect segue into those guys so we've got not the revival has that been recorded yet I thought that was later this week yeah they were apparently it was pretty good people said they liked it oh it already came out okay shit I do want to hear that I'm curious to hear it too like because it doesn't seem like I mean, the, revolu- like a, the revulsion, like the revolt. We're under Is that their name? The, uh, the, uh, I, I forgot. I saw it too. Damn. They so didn't revolt against anything. They left. And while, even yeah, the before they left, the name. even before they left, they were just, you know, they didn't revolt against anything. But whatever, I, I, I'll let them live their gimmick and live their fantasy. So, all right. Hey, look at this. Let's bring another familiar voice onto the show. Richard Fan, the second. What's happening? What up? Not much. I'm picking up socially distanced dinner and going to the grocery store. And figured I would listen to two of my very good friends handle business on the call-in side of things. Oh, okay. I just got your text. Listening and on hold. But you put your hand up just to let you know. So oh, yeah, yeah. But good. To listen and do the interview. And it's uh, really interesting because Vince McMahon, like, never, like, for the alpha that he is, he, like, never to their face said he didn't like their accent. Anytime they would ask him about it, he would say, oh, I'm from North Carolina, too. And but oh, then the he, they would get told, yeah, yeah, the revival. And then on the way out, even with their last conversation, he was like, you know, you guys have great, like, like you're very smart. You could be on Good Morning America. What? And, yeah, he told them, like, because basically they were saying, like, the entire time, most people thought they were idiots because they had southern accents. And then even on the way out, Vince is just realizing they're both college-educated men who know oh. what they want to do with their life. Well, that's just stupid to think. <laughs> Man, if you make, oh, my God, if bigotry, like southern bigotry, is what, what, what keeps, what loses you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I get the instinct of, you know, ooh, somebody that talks like this. But, and this is why, even even being a college football fan, like, if you watch game day Saturday every week, 
you go, oh, yeah, look at, listen to this hillbilly fuck, but he knows his shit. He's obviously smart. Like, just something as, as silly as, as, and as inconsequential as football. You, you understand, oh, that's a human being that just sounds differently than me. Like the, 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 yeah. the fact that Vince McMahon is, is still letting immature bigotries cost him money, it's sad, but also like this kind of, you know, like the, the guy, the chewing, laughing, dip guy. Like I just can't, how, how do, whatever. It's so, it's so well, idiotic. Well, to your point there, and it was really interesting, especially with Cam being such a creative. One of the main ways they got out of their contracts was they had to give up all the copyrights they had get, gotten. What do you mean? Like the FTR stuff. They were like, okay, we'll let you out, but we, we keep those. We keep your names. We keep uh, no flips, just fists. Everything okay. that they spent thousands of dollars copywriting, they had to hand over. Yeah. I mean, no flips, just fists. That was over like four years ago, really. Um, the revival obviously never was going to be let. They weren't going to be able to leave with that name. They didn't come to WWE. No, but the other stuff. Right, but the other yeah. stuff they had copyrighted themselves. Themselves. Sure. Okay. But again, it's no flips, just fists. It sold the money. It sold the T-shirts and merch that they were going to sell in fifteen, sixteen, whenever it was, whenever it was popular. The revival, everybody knew they were going to end up changing their name. Uh, FTR people can't aren't just going to stop tweeting hashtag FTR. You can't sue somebody for putting the the, the, the FTR on. Can they? Maybe they can. And it's so, right, and they can out. still do the revolt. So it's just, yeah. And pardon me, I got my mask on now, so I might be a little more muffled. You do. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's it's, that's interesting. For have you heard the the their interview yet? Yeah, that's what I that's what I was saying. I, I heard, I think seventy five percent of it, and that's where most of this is coming from in terms okay. of them reacting to. Vince and Dusty being such a, you know, they're like that generation of people where Dusty, like they told, they mentioned that Dusty particularly liked them because he knew Vince wouldn't. <laughs> and so he gave them every opportunity to succeed so that Vince wouldn't have an excuse. Or really, they said right. everybody in the upper right. management because he knew they would hate Southern accents. So ridiculous, man. I mean, imagine, like, why would you want everybody to sound like they're from the Northeast? Like, yeah, everybody I book is from New York, Boston, Philadelphia, D.C., and, and, and that's it. Or California, as ubiquitous. Or the Midwest. It's, it's, it's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think of it this way. So much more money. Like, even Arn Anderson. Admit. Like, even Arn Anderson talked about the fact that he had to deal with, like, the jokes that people would say and how Vince would say these guys couldn't do X, Y, and Z. I don't. And so the issue was, like, 
that's what gets me annoyed when people start talking out the side of their mouth about the race side of things too with it because if you're saying you know this is the mo of the company and all the southerners know that they can't sell southern dudes you're going to tell me that like when the black stuff come up when the latinos come up and you have these uh caricatures you don't know what you're doing Yeah, no, they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. 75-year-old dude who has his thoughts on everything, and you just got to go through that prism and play dumb when people call you out on it. <laughs> so that's all yeah. I had. I, I don't know if y'all had anything else from the interview you wanted to know. Because it seemed like they, they weren't bitter. They were in a good place. It was more well, or less just that they're healthy. They know what they want to do. I would rather, I mean, I've seen enough bitter, I'm mad at the company promos in your next company. Those, like, D'Lo yeah. Brown cut, every, cut those every week in TNA. Everybody cut those in TNA for a while that came over. Oh, I didn't get to put, and, you know, it would be so, like, blatant with their wording. You know, it, it, but but we also get the good ones like Moxley with Jericho and, and also with even with Wade, which I thought was even was an even better interview. Timing certainly helped. That was after uh, you know Jericho I think interviewed him at, before the debut, and Wade got to talk to him yeah. after. I think that 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 helped with Wade certainly. Um, and people that just ha- that are obviously okay with being let go or or maybe not okay with it but aren't like better and they might not be glad but it's different to be okay with something and being better like you don't have to be better and to, and, you know you can be upset or feel it was unfair and not be a bitter asshole and to go oh i'm valuable other places and i'm set up and to make money other places uh those are all well, yeah better. and remember they those were in a weird spot anyway because they wanted to release 15 months ago. So when they got their release, they were different than the other people. They had a plan. They knew they wanted out. They got out. It wasn't like, like they mentioned at the beginning of the interview, they felt bad for the folks that signed three to five year deals and thought they were set. And then it all changed. Like Gallows and Anderson? Oh, no, no. Those guys, are, they're going to make money hand over fist. They're fine. Because New York like Maria and uh, Mike and Maria. Mike and Maria. Well, to be honest, though, we're all being honest about it. Mike and Maria were, li- were, were with house money the second they got that second contract. Yeah. But it doesn't go five years. I mean, it was great to think, oh, yeah. they'll be okay for the next five years. But once they get fired, they just get the rest of that year, probably. And it's still, I'm sure, they, they, that's still a heck of a, you know, what's one fifth of a, of a, of a, uh, they get half a million a year. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take that. I'm sure you know, it's a nice little place to set up, you know, when you're having a kid. Nice little launch, and launch pad. But, yeah, to think three months before, three weeks before, um, I'm good. We're good for the next three years, next five years. And then 
three weeks later, it's, you know, broke yeah. me, you know, pull from under. Uh, yeah. Definitely not, not, not a great situation. No. But it's yeah, that's, that's what I want to, want to listen to just to, to get their, um, well, oh, okay. What was what was anything specifically about Vince McMahon, the the person, the cre the the the, the creative head? I think the biggest thing for Vince was one that last conversation, where he was trying to sell him on like they were, you know, uh, eloquent enough to talk on Good Morning America, and then really talking about the creative with them was they wanted to limit their minutes talking until that point, like. So for the entirety of their run on the main roster, people were constantly trying to prevent them from talking because they didn't think they would be coherent. Not coherent. That's not the right word. But they didn't think they would sound intelligent, which is a shame. Yeah. And then they talk about it as Southerners, like, hey, every time you open your mouth, you got people assuming nothing's going to come out. Or, you know, he was adamant. Uh, Dash was adamant that uh, they didn't get put in a position where they were treated like uh, – you know, like uh, yokels or like they were cousins, you know, like that kind of crap. Yeah, I guess you could say it could have been worse. <laughs> you know, they didn't put them in a... In a yeah, dome. think about Festus. They were not going for that Festus life. Yeah. And is Drew, is, is Luke Gallows even like of Southern roots? They got from Patterson, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. So he might not. I don't even think Luke Gallows is a southern boy. Maybe. <laughs> so, okay. Well, appreciate you chiming in, Rich. I guess I'm assuming we'll talk in a bit. And, uh, yeah, appreciate you. That's Rich Fan, VIP, uh, East Coast cast co-host. If you are a VIP member, you will hear from him in, uh, after this live show is over. If you're listening to this on delay, you can click over when this is over and hear the conversation Rich and I had, uh, which, what the heck is there to talk about? More, more, his, I just want to hear his thoughts on Money in the Bank and, and, and what's going on and whatever he's reading and whatever I'm reading. As soon as I'm done here, Cam, I'm going to record with Kendria, so he'll probably be getting an email late, late tonight. Um, yeah, it's yeah, I'm a busy night for me. East Coast Cast and Demon Dust Podcast and VIP East Coast Cast. So I'm podcasting all night. But uh, yeah, on that note. I've got not a ton much more to say. Um, I'm so I, I, like I said earlier, I watched SmackDown and I got to see some of the stuff uh, from SmackDown, and I'm interested in you know Otis and Mandy as a couple. Like when do they pull the rug out from underneath us as fans? And when they finally go, okay, that's enough of this Otis guy. We're going to – or does that happen? We'll see. 
maybe Otis gets a little too big for his britches, gets a too big, big of a head, and, and, and you know, start getting bitches on his jock. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that I'm interested in her and where her and uh, Sonya Deville. I assume they'll have since she since she lost, she lost and Otis. I think Otis won, so he's in Money in the Bank. Maybe her and Mandy, will, Mandy and and Sonya will maybe have something on the pay per view. I think that's stuff you save for TV. I'd save it for TV, but we shall see. Uh, but yeah, I think that's that's going to do it. Oh wait, nope, nope. Right hand at the buzzer. Look at that, Brian from uh from Arizona. What's happening, Brian? I just about to close, close things out. Hey Trav, how are you doing? Um, hopefully, hopefully you have a real good day. Yeah, thanks. Hey, I just jumped on too. Is Cam on as well? Yes, sir. Okay, hey Cam, I'm sorry about that. I didn't hear, I didn't hear you as well. Hey, uh, only reason why I jumped on to say is congratulations on 500 episodes. Thank now, you. I can't, I can't say I listened to all 500 of them. And I'll tell you this really quick, Trav. How I first was introduced to you was by remember Pat McNeil's old show when you would come in and do like, like do a run in real quick. Yeah. Use your show, and that's how I got introduced to you. And I remember like one of the first episodes I listened to, and I wish I, I need I'll, I'll I'll look it up next week, and I'll tell you next week. But it was one of your WrestleMania <clears throat> uh, review episodes, and it was like a bunch yeah. of people on the phone, and it was you and Dre, and like maybe Josh was on as well, and it was like so many people talking, I couldn't even understand what was going on. And that's how I really first started listening to you. And one other thing I should say, Trav, about you and your show is that, and you probably already mentioned this, but. I think you only missed like one week of this entire like however long 500 episodes have been, and that was because you're out of the hemisphere. It wasn't yeah. like you were like, hey, I'm just going to take a day off. You were like in Bosnia, and you couldn't get a good line in to actually call in to do the show. So if anything, you talk about Iron Man stuff. I really appreciate all the stuff you do, Trav. Well, thank you. I, I, I missed more than one episode. Uh, each time I went to Bosnia, I missed twice, two episodes. So, mm-hmm. so that's four okay. right there. Uh, in Egypt, I've missed two more. So that's six. And then I think I missed one in 2015 because I had um, business, like, meetings. Rona? You, know. you had that Rona? I had, I had that COVID-16 uh, or COVID-15. But, no, I think I, I've missed less than uh, less than eight shows in out of out of the 500. Um, I, I wish I, had, I didn't miss any. I, I'm pretty sure I called in that first time. That first year I was in Bosnia, Dre was hosting. I had some goddamn juggalo guy on there. It's off. I was drunk, and I think I let him. I think I let him know about himself. Um, but but yeah yeah five five hundred glorious episodes. But thank you, Brian, I'll for being you. there for, for for so many of them. Appreciate you. And I appreciate you and Cam and Rich as well. So I make sure I give Rich some love as well. And then Dre, you know, from the beginning. I always like Absolutely. when he does, he does run-ins now too. That's pretty nice. But I yeah. uh, hope everybody has a real good night. And um, I will definitely send an ex- send an email to the exclusive VIP portion of the East Coast cast, uh, Trav and Cam. Thanks a lot again for having me on. I appreciate it as always. Thank, thank you. Man. Appreciate you, Ryan. All right. On that very positive note, thank you everybody. Uh, Five hundred is in the books. Um, Appreciate all y'all for uh, for hanging in there and sticking by us for so long, for thick and thin, and 
through good connections and, you know, bad internet connections. Uh, yeah. Thank you all. And, um, yeah, for Cam, I'm Trav. We out. <laughs>